Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are ready for what should be, I hope, a fantastic Father's Day for all of you. I certainly am looking forward to it as I've got a 14 and 11 and a 7-year-old. Uh, my three boys, the best thing that I have in my life by far, and I know many fathers feel the exact same way. A um, lot to get into over the course of the show. You may notice the backdrop here. I'm in New York City celebrating alongside of Buck Sexton and many of our hardworking staff the one-year anniversary of our radio program, uh, which has been an incredible amount of fun to be involved in uh, so far a year into this process. But right off the top, I want to take a moment. Yesterday, I found out that my cousin, my, one of my first cousins, a man named Steve Travis, died unexpectedly outside of his home he was outside working in the yard, 62 years old. My uncle, 91, is still alive. No issues whatsoever that he had any health conditions, and he died. And we still don't know exactly what happened, but he was outside working in his yard early in the morning. I found out in the final few minutes of the show yesterday, and I just want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about him, but also to tell all of you Reach out to your families because you never do know when the last time that you're going to have an opportunity to talk to someone that you love is going to be. And Steve was a, a, a real huge fan of the Rush Limbaugh show. He'd been listening for over 30 years. And when I was offered alongside of Buck the opportunity to come in and help to fill the massive shoes uh, the two of us that that Rush had left behind, Steve was one of only a couple of people I called to ask their opinions. And that was because he had been listening to Rush for over 30 years. And he walked me through exactly how he thought the audience would respond to us, encouraged me to take the job, said that the battles that were being fought were so important that Rush's legacy demanded that those battles continue to be fought. And over the last year, it was fairly common that I would reach out to him and just say, hey, what do you think as a longtime listener of the Rush Limbaugh show? And he would regularly text me during the course of the show. And he's got a fabulous daughter, Jennifer, his wife, Donna, that he leaves behind. And I just want, as we all head into Father's Day weekend, to encourage all of you to take advantage of every opportunity if you right now do not have a great relationship, maybe with your own dad, uh, maybe with a brother, maybe with your mom, sister, whoever it might be, I encourage you to reach out to them and try and do whatever you can to put all that is right in the world. Because we don't know. We honestly have no idea when that time is going to arrive for any of us. And it can be sudden and it can be unexpected. And I know many of you have dealt with similar tragedies that have happened in your own families. And so uh, and so I would just say, on Father's Day, 
why not take an opportunity to reach out to the people that matter the most to you? And I'm certainly going to be doing that uh, in my own life. All right, so that's off the top. I hope you have fantastic weekends. Much less serious, all of the topics that we're going to talk about today on the Friday edition of Outkick the Show. Warriors, last night, won their fourth title, the dynasty remerging and winning in six games against the Boston Celtics. And there'll be much discussion about where this Warrior dynasty ranks. How do you assess Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry, who are the steadfast proponents of, and Andre Iguodala to a certain extent, of all four of these titles. But what I would say in general is worth exploring is this, Steph Curry's legacy. And many people out there, uniquely it seems to me in the NBA, there is an obsession with ranking players. Who's in the top 10? Who are the 50 best? Who are the 75 best? And I don't really have a strong case, in my opinion, for exactly where Steph ranks in terms of the all-time best players. But here's what I would say. Steph Curry is, I believe, the most influential basketball player in the 21st century. And let me explain what I mean by that. Because some people say, wait, what, what, what are you arguing here? I have young kids, and I have coached basketball with those young kids in their leagues. LeBron James is the best player in the 21st century of basketball. Steph Curry is the most influential in the 21st century because he changed the way the game is played. When I was a kid, we all pretended we were Michael Jordan. Jordan was the most influential athlete of the 80s and 90s, bar none. But by the time we got into the 2000s and started to pivot into the LeBron era, LeBron is the most talented. Steph is the most influential. Everybody you watch play basketball these days is modeling their game on Steph Curry and his outside shooting. The way that the three-pointer has taken over basketball is a direct response to who I believe is the greatest three-point shooter of all time, Steph Curry. When I was a kid, we all wanted to be Michael Jordan, and Jordan oftentimes drove, pulled up, shot a jumper. Steph takes dagger three-pointers, and now every kid at every level is trying these dagger three-pointers, the step-back three. It used to be if you needed a basket to win a game, you would drive. Now everybody fakes the drive. They step back. They take the three. They come off a curl. We're setting plays to get three-point shots attempted. And all these young kids, and I know many of you out there who have coached uh, low-level basketball or who have watched it be played, they all think they're Steph Curry. They all believe that they can drain shots from deep. They think what Steph does is far easier than what, say, a Jordan or a LeBron might do. Those guys are freakish athletes, Jordan and LeBron. Steph is not. Steph is, at least relative to NBA athletic standards, probably below average. But he is the greatest shooter, in my opinion, in the history of basketball. And every kid now wants to be the greatest shooter. So they're all pulling up from deep. They're all trying three-point shots, which is why as Steph Curry wins his fourth NBA title, wins an NBA Finals MVP, he is the most influential basketball player in the 21st century. And I don't believe there is a close second, at least not yet. Uh, the Athletic. Our friends at The Athletic... 
you may remember this. Uh, the Athletic was sold to the New York Times. The Athletic has lost hundreds of millions of dollars since it was founded. If you're not familiar with The Athletic, it's a subscription sports-based site. They have lost hundreds of millions of dollars since they were founded. Never have turned a profit. Well, the New York Times, desperate to try and continue to grow their subscribers, even though Donald Trump's not around and they can no longer drive that subscription growth the same way, well, they decided they would buy the Athletic Juicer subscriber numbers by taking whichever subscribers uh, are in the Athletic. But the New York Times did something interesting, and, and the irony here is not lost. The New York Times reached out to uh, the Athletic and let it be known that as the new owner of the Athletic, they wanted all of the Athletic employees to stick to sports. No more opining on political-related issues from their Twitter accounts. Instead, the New York Times, where so many employees opine on politics all the time, said to The Athletic, stick to sports, buddy. And The Athletic is fired up about this. Now, my argument for The Athletic is that COVID is the worst thing that ever happened to The Athletic in terms of their business model because virtually everyone who works at The Athletic was trying to argue against sports being played. That is, people who made livings writing about sports essentially revealed themselves to be far left-wing lunatics, and they were all so terrified of COVID that they argued it was completely unsafe to play in any way sports. And so now The Athletic, which probably is having, uh, the New York Times, I should say, probably is having some realization that they have wasted a great deal of money in buying The Athletic, is aware that there's not a strong brand value there because many people are very frustrated when you are a far left-wing sports site and you are there for subscriptions. So, uh, The Athletic has been told to stick to sports. Probably a lot of Athletic employees would like to resign as a result, but the truth of the matter is... They are not going to do so because most of them can't find jobs anywhere else. Hey, Clay Travis here. Hope you guys are enjoying OutKick. The show will have more coming back next. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Uh, Vince McMahon is on SmackDown, I believe it is, tonight. Uh, and this is crazy because Vince McMahon is currently suspended from his role as CEO while there is an investigation going on into whether or not he paid women uh, for relationships in order to sign NDAs. Now, what's really crazy about this is Vince McMahon is going to take the mic and appear on SmackDown tonight while he is currently suspended as CEO for potential inappropriate actions as the CEO. And this feels incredibly wild because it does feel in many ways like it would be a storyline from inside of the WWE. So we will see exactly how this plays out. But it is a storyline that is 
utterly intriguing. I'm not sure that we have ever seen anything like what is going to be happening on the WWE tonight. Positive story. As we roll into the weekend, there are reports. You guys know that I am a monster Game of Thrones fan. There are reports that Jon Snow, a.k.a. Kit Harington, the actor who plays Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, they are going to make a sequel already to the end of Game of Thrones, and it would follow Jon Snow and the way that that storyline ended, spoiler alert, right after he kills Daenerys Targaryen. And if this ends up being true and they make this show, I would suspect that a lot of the surviving Game of Thrones cast members would be interested potentially in coming back and going to work at Game of Thrones again because I don't think that many of them are going to have incredible post-Game uh, of Thrones careers, whether it's Arya Stark, whether it's Sansa Stark, whether it is uh, uh, the the all of these different people who potentially Tyrion Lannister have survived and were still remaining at the end of the show, I'd sign on for more. I didn't like the way Game of Thrones ended. I know that we have a prequel debuting sometime in August, I believe, this coming summer, but I would 100% buy into a Jon Snow-focused show if they would go back to what made Game of Thrones great before they kind of lost their way in the past couple of seasons. More good news. EA Sports is evidently going to release a new college football game in 2023. So we are just over a year away. For those of you out there who are gamers, and I know many of you are, uh, either are or were, one of the greatest video games that has ever existed was the EA Sports College football game where it allowed you to build your own elite uh, franchise in college athletics. It got shut down over a lawsuit that was filed against EA Sports. The Ed O'Bannons of the world sued because their name, image, and likenesses were being used in the video game. Now, most college athletes, college football, college basketball, loved the fact that their name, image, and likenesses were effectively being used. And the idea that they ever had to shut this down felt fundamentally wrong. Now, all of these guys are going to be back in the game. In theory, you might well be able to use their actual names. And if you love college football, you could have the ability to once again play college football. EA Sports, the talk is, as soon as 2023, the EA Sports College football game could be back. So for all of you out there who need some good news headed into the weekend, there is a fabulous bit of good news. Elon Musk spoke to Twitter employees yesterday, and I shared some of what Elon Musk had to say to those Twitter employees yesterday afternoon when video and audio, as I'm sure he knew it would do, leaked of Elon Musk onto uh, the Twitter universe and everything that he said. And what I would just echo and reinforce and continue to discuss is how it was in no way controversial. All Elon Musk is trying to do is put in place content-neutral policies. And the best way I can imagine that he could describe that is he said the 10% of people on the far left should be just as angry as the 10% of people on the far right. If that is occurring in Elon Musk's mind, that means that he is doing 
a very good job of actually handling the challenges that come with running Twitter. I hope he is able to take control of Twitter, and I hope that he does a fantastic job there. Already, Elon is getting criticized because he came out on Twitter and announced that he had voted for the first Republican in his life, Myra Flores. We talked about that on the last Outkick the Show. Certainly, we've talked about it on Buck and Clay, uh, the Clay and Buck Show as well. And what we talked about there was Myra Flores won in a district that had not been won by a Republican in over 100 years. She swung that district from 2020 to 2022 by 21 points, which suggests that we may not just have a red uh, a red wave. We may have a red tsunami that sweeps across the entire country. And so as a part of discussing that, Elon Musk didn't just talk about that. He also said uh, that he thought he might be willing to vote for uh, Ron DeSantis in 2024. Now, we're still a long way away from 2024. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has not even announced that he's going to run for president. And first, by the way, he has to get elected again as governor. He's up in November. We still don't know who his opponent is going to be. But Elon Musk told his uh, Twitter followers he'd likely be backing Ron DeSantis if uh, the presidential uh, election in 2024, uh, if DeSantis were to run. And Jamel Hill, of course, tweeted as follows, yet another example of people throwing that genius label around way too casually. Elon Musk is just another entitled, self-absorbed rich guy who really is only interested in protecting the interests of the billionaire class. Uh, I mean, look, Jamel is not exactly known for her astute political analysis. Does anybody think Joe Biden is doing a good job? Because I don't. In fact, Joe Biden got to the White House at 1230 Eastern on Monday. He left by 11 a.m. on Friday. So he got to the office, the White House, late on Monday, left early on Friday. And the best thing you can say about Joe Biden might be, at least then he's not able to accomplish very much because I think we're headed for a Republican House and a Republican Senate. And if that occurs, then one of the things you would hope is that Joe Biden can't pass any more disastrous legislation than the legislation that he has already passed. So we'll see whether Joe Biden ends up running for reelection in 2024 or not. But Elon Musk getting attacked for endorsing a Hispanic woman in the 34th district of Texas, Congresswoman-elect Flores, and also potentially saying that he would support Ron DeSantis. Actually, Elon Musk is not trying to protect the billionaire class. In fact, I think what Elon Musk is trying to do is protect sanity in an insane world, which is what we try to do every single day on the Clay and Buck show. And I don't root for Joe Biden to do poorly uh, as president, because unfortunately that reflects upon all of us uh, as the stock market is about to close here. Uh, I'm up in New York City, as I said, stock market up just a very small amount uh, so far on Friday after what has been a disastrous week. Hopefully it's going to be able to get back above 30000 and stay there. I don't want people to be losing money hand over fist in their 401ks like is occurring right now. But the challenge that we're all facing is Joe Biden is so awful at his job that we're better off if he doesn't accomplish anything. 
I actually would be fine with Elon Musk if he weren't running Tesla and if he weren't running SpaceX. He's not an incredible partisan. I wouldn't mind if he were making decisions for the United States because he is a genius. He is incredibly smart. And I think he would make rational, reasonable, logical decisions uh, on behalf of the United States. He's not eligible because he is from South Africa. But if he were eligible, I would be totally fine with voting for Elon Musk. And that's why I'm going to vote when I have my choice as a Twitter shareholder for Elon Musk to take over Twitter. All right. I love all of you. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, I am uh, the best thing that I get to do on a daily basis is be a dad. I know many of you feel that exact same way as I do. Uh, Whoever you love, if you have not talked to him in a while, I would encourage you to reach out. Condolences to uh, my family's uh, close family members, Steve Travis, and everyone surrounding him. Um, He was an incredible friend for me to be able to have as uh, as I took on the challenge of moving to the takeover uh, alongside of Buck Sexton, the Rush Limbaugh time slot, and I'm going to miss him very much. I'm sure there are many people out there listening to this right now that also have family members they're going to miss very much. While you can, reach out and let everyone know that you love them. Happy Father's Day. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show.